Hi everyone, great to be with you again today. If we haven't met before, my name's Philippa and I'm on the team here at SPS. And you know, what a great few weeks we've been having. I don't know if you're really supposed to say that about Lent, but I've just been reflecting back over Lent so far and the journey that God's been taking us on, both in our Sunday gatherings as we've been working through these passages in the life of Jesus leading up to his death, and as we've been thinking about sharing our story with others with the Live Lent materials in our webinars and with kids, with you and with young people. And I've just been amazed over the last few weeks how as different people have brought different reflections each week, God has been drawing all of those stories together and speaking to us so clearly. So today I wanted to spend some time just tying together those threads and pulling together what God has been saying to us as a community over this season of Lent. And then next Sunday is Palm Sunday, which kicks us off into the whole journey of Holy Week towards Easter on the 4th of April. We've got lots to look forward to. But first, let's start with our reading for today from John chapter 12. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honour the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. Thank you. 
So let's spend some time orientating ourselves for a moment. Here we are in the book of John, the disciple John's account of Jesus's life, and it's the Passover, a huge Jewish festival bringing people from all over the surrounding areas into Jerusalem to celebrate. Jesus, surrounded by people, publicly predicts his death. He says the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And an audible voice from heaven affirms what Jesus is saying. It's an incredible passage where we see Jesus explain to the crowds the commitment and sacrifice he's about to make for the sake of others. And in turn, the kind of sacrifice he will expect from those who choose to serve and follow him. You know, I've been really challenged over these past few weeks by the message that we've heard time and time again to give ourselves fully over to Jesus as we follow him and what that might mean. So you might remember a few weeks ago, Nikki challenged us with that famous passage in John chapter nine, that whoever wants to follow Jesus must deny themselves, take up the cross and follow Jesus. We can either choose Jesus, which means fully going after a life turned towards him or not. Then the week after, Louise was speaking to us about Jesus turning over the tables in the temple and reminding us that Jesus passionately loves us and is waiting for us to fully open the door to him, to let him into the parts of our lives that we would rather leave untouched. And then last week, again, Gareth spoke to us about Nicodemus in John chapter three, who was an important Jewish religious leader, and yet was challenged by Jesus to be born all over again, to be completely renewed and start a new life in Christ. Week after week, we've been reminded that Jesus wants us, all of us, our whole lives given over to him. And today in our reading, the message is the same. Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And he says, anyone who loves their life will lose it while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Yet again, Jesus is clearly saying, it's your whole life I'm interested in. If you are going to follow me, it's your whole life I'm after. And I really feel like this is an important thing for us us to push into and consider as we go forward into this new season together, as restrictions begin to lift, and as we start to gather back as a church community again, what does it look like for each one of us to commit to a life of giving ourselves fully over to Jesus? You know, I don't mind admitting to you that over the last few weeks, I have continued to be challenged by this call of Jesus. As I get to the end of my training and prepare to be ordained, I honestly thought maybe I would have this sorted out by now. Maybe I'd be in a position where I don't stay up too late scrolling through Instagram. Maybe I'd get to the point where I didn't shout at my kids when I'm frustrated after a long day. Maybe I'd even figure out how to set aside the right amount of time to write essays and learn how to balance my time better. You know, maybe I would actually remember to pray and read the Bible every single day. But I found myself so frustrated with myself for all those reasons and probably about a thousand others. 
You know, it feels like I should have graduated from all of this by now. But when I've been reflecting on the last few weeks, I was especially struck by the gospel message all over again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Gareth reminded us, we can't win at life by struggling and striving to make all this stuff about ourselves better. I can only be saved by turning to Jesus and giving my whole self to him, including all of my rubbish. And you know, I had honestly fallen into the trap of thinking that the things I feel like I should have sorted by now aren't worth bothering Jesus with again. I can't surely go to Jesus yet again to tell him about how stressed out by an essay I am or how I wish I hadn't got cross at my kids. More and more, I'd managed to convince myself that I needed to have those moments under control by myself by now. I've been a Christian my whole life. I should have a handle on these things. And yet what I've been reminded of over the last few weeks, what God has been saying to all of us, I believe, as a community, is that he wants us, all of us, the whole mess. The truth of the good news of Jesus is that when he died, we died with him taking with us all of the pain, the anxiety, the anger, the frustration, the things we do wrong to the grave and being raised instead to new life with Christ. Sometimes for those of us who've been Christians for a while, we hear a classic gospel message and we think, yeah, yeah, Jesus died, rose again. I know this stuff. But you know, I needed to remind myself that there are constantly places in my life that need re-evangelizing. There are so many places in my life that need to know the good news, the light and the life of Jesus. And I need to be allowing the Holy Spirit to show me those places and give me the power and the boldness to bring those places to Jesus. So there you go. I've shared a bit about what that looks like for me. The good news is that God is incredibly gracious. There's no limit to his love for us and his grace for us as we journey with him. We're always finding moments where resurrection, where new life needs to happen. That's why we need to hear the gospel week in, week out. We never graduate from it. There's no Christianity plus to be all in for Jesus, to give it all to him is to be always seeking out those places that we need to give to him. And individually, that is a challenge, but it gives us huge freedom and life like we can't know anywhere else. But I also really believe that God is calling us to consider as a church what it means to be all in for him in this next season. You know, as we begin to gather again in person in a couple of weeks time, and as we start to rethink yet again what we're able to do and what God is calling us to do, what would it look like for us to be a place that is all in for Jesus? What would it be like for us to be a group of people who come together to give ourselves fully over to Jesus? And in our passage, Jesus says, Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. 
Each one of us has the opportunity to die to ourselves, to take up our cross and follow him with everything we are. And if we do that, not just on our own, but as a community, as a family, you know, I'm so excited for the seeds of God's love, his joy, his compassion for the lost that will be scattered all over East London and beyond. So it starts with me and you being all in for him. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we are so grateful for you. Thank you that you love us so much that you died for us. Holy Spirit, would you come and show us those places in our lives which need your resurrection life. And as we head into Easter, head into the time where we remember you and your resurrection, would you show us in a new way, even if it's our 50th Easter in a row, what it means for us to be all in for you. In Jesus' name. Amen.